0: Welcome to Disability Exchange, we are a podcast from the University Center for Excellence in Developmental Disabilities at the University of Iowa, and our purpose is really to center and elevate the voices of people with disabilities. My name is Caitlin, and I am one of the hosts, and I'm here today with Judy Worth, my colleague at the UCEDD. You want
1: to say hello, Judy? Hello, everyone. Mike says I'm illustrious. Just saying. Very nice. Our illustrious guests today are Anne Cameron Williams and Jeffrey Michael. Welcome. We're glad you're here. Thank you for inviting us. Thanks. Awesome. Our whole purpose is to learn more about you and both of you and the work you do and the things that are important to you so that other people can learn. And I first met Jeffrey through pictures that showed up at my house, because a friend gave them to me as a gift. And then I met his mom. And then I had the good fortune going, is this the same Jeffrey, who made these beautiful photographs in my house? And her answer was yes. So Jeffrey, you, you have a business, don't you? Yes, I do. What is the name of it?
2: Ben well, Bengali.
1: And where is it located?
2: Uh, Main Street. Main Street? Galena. Galena, all right. It's a beautiful community.
0: Well, I don't know, Ann and Jeffrey, as well as you do, Judy. Um, Anne, Jeffrey, would you two mind just kind of introducing yourselves? Just tell me a little bit about now. I, I know that I know your names. I know that you live in Galena. Just maybe share a little bit about yourself, whatever you might want to share for me and our audience to get to know you a little bit better.
2: I'm Stephanie Michael. I do like music. What kind of music do you like, Jeffrey? Uh, I like a guy right here, and my favorite artist, One Direction. One Direction, yeah. And my favorite Kira Cook. I saw him concert. Nice, awesome. David Cook. And my favorite country artist, Kanye Brown. Jay Brown. It's my favorite country artist. And I can't see.
3: I don't know these people. Billy Ray Cyrus, is that
1: it? Oh, okay.
2: I've heard of them. State Dean?
1: Yes, Jason Dean. You can't go wrong with that. So you like country music?
2: Yeah, I'm a country boy. Your artwork reflects that.
3: He knows a lot of stuff about music because every day he spends on Apple, iTunes. is it
2: iTunes? Yeah, iTunes. And what do
3: you do every morning when you wake up? What
2: do you do? I do uh, iTunes, and my mom makes me fluffers, working my iTunes, and about anything, movies, TV shows.
3: So you know when like new albums are released?
2: Yeah, new albums. Yeah.
3: He's a music guy.
2: You want to tell him about your, uh, your dogs? And my dogs, too. A dog pu
1: how many dogs you have you're now speaking my language Jeffrey I was gonna say Judy's Judy yes you just tapped into <laughs> how many Judy's. was that
3: did you say four two here and then how many at your dad's house three we're down from five More. so we usually we rescue dogs but yeah. then I moved into a uh, Eight hundred and fifteen square foot place, so it's really hard to have that many rescue dogs here. So we have three now: two here and one. Here.
1: So we have a musician, a guy who loves music, a guy who loves animals, and an artist. And what's your story? No, Anne, I'm asking you now. So you're asking what's your me? story.
3: Yep, I'm just Jeffrey's mom. I Emmy, mean, he is the best thing that I have ever been a part of. And I've had a very interesting and rich life. And every day I am so thankful that I am Jeffrey's mother. Because he he adds a quality to it that is beyond kind beyond thoughtful. um, Beyond nice. it's not that he doesn't sometimes become a pickle. But we assign burp chores to those things and we deal with them. You're up. You got three today, but you know it's just uh, he's he's the finest person I've ever known. And yes, I'm biased, but when when he uh, he looks at you to make sure that you're really acknowledging him as a person, and uh, if you don't take him seriously, he's not going to spend any time with you whatsoever. Which I think is part of his Scottish heritage, which I'm very also very proud of. And he's really driven me to become what it is I am and am still becoming in the disabilities field. And I'm thankful for every minute I have with him. He's a, He really is a great person and he goes out of his way to make people feel at home and comfortable and he's truly interested in, in them. So that's kind of my mom's story. I don't have much to do with the business, his father and his stepmom are the ones that run the day-to-day operations for Riverbend Gallery. My role with Jeffrey is, is really mom, and uh, we will get in the truck and we will uh, we will go places to take pictures like that are hanging on your wall. I was with them when he took both of those pictures that you pointed out, and they are among the most favorites. You know the one to me it says "Grow Old with me." You know it's a swing that's looking over a lake in Iowa uh, in Solon, I believe, Lake McBride, not too far from you, I believe. Um, and we were just driving through and he saw it and his, the way he communicates with me in the car, if he sees a shot is he what do you do? What do you do when you see a shot? And you want me to stop? What do you do? Yep. You knock on the door. And so I know that that's time for me to sorta, of, cause I'm driving, you know, and, and he's the one that's looking out for the pictures. And then the other one that you picked out was uh, seven o'clock in the morning and we were driving around Devils Lake in Wisconsin, State Park, and we saw this road. And you might want to look at that picture again, but in the very middle of that picture, that road kind of curves into a question mark. Once you see it, we won't be able to then see it. But when he got out of the car, the truck, got in front of the truck, he took one shot. He got back in the truck. I'm like, you got it, buddy? He says, yep. And I said, do you want to follow this road and see where it goes? And he says, no, I'm good. And it was just like a moment that's always stuck with me because it was okay not to follow that road. It was okay to be content with the beauty of the shot as was and to be satisfied with that moment of being in the present. And I think that's what uh, comes through with Jeffrey's work. Um, But he's also just very content to be present. Um, We're kind of a quiet little two-person family here. We just will watch YouTube, we'll watch movies, we'll build a fire, hang out with the dogs and throw popcorn at them. You like to throw popcorn at the dogs, right?
1: Yeah. Jeffrey, I don't typically ask this question, but how old are you?
2: Hmm. Twenty-eight.
1: Twenty-eight. So you're pretty young to have your own business. That's, that's pretty cool. And since you're 28, that tells me you still remember when you were in school. Did you like school? Yes, I do. Yeah? What did you like about school? You, what was good about school?
2: Uh, school is, I've been there many times with my best friends.
3: Are you talking about high school or college? High school.
1: (laughs) He clarified for you, Ann. Thank you. Did you go to college too? Yeah.
2: Yes, college.
1: Did you like college? Yes, I do. Which did you like better, high school or college?
2: Uh, Both.
1: Both. Was anything hard for you at school?
2: Uh, Baby, math, really really hard. Me too. (laughs) Me three.
1: Did you get any special help at school?
2: Uh, my teachers, I like. I like, I will. Miss Bell, I like.
1: What classes did you take at college?
2: Uh, college, uh, I take a cooking class.
0: What kind of things did you learn how to cook?
2: I cook about anything. I cook for my dad for once.
1: So nice. Caitlin and I are coming for lunch. What you cooking yeah. for us, buddy?
2: I have. I cook, by my I do. Well, we're coming. You're cooking for us. What you making? I'm making hash uh, browns toast, eggs, a uh, scramble, a salad. You know. Nice. I oh, that sounds a good like.
0: My stomach actually just started growling. <laughs> I love breakfast food. I'd
3: like like to share uh, two quick stories, if I could, about his educational stuff. So he was born in northwest suburbs of Chicago. And um, when he was, I don't know, seventh, eighth grade, seventh grade, um, I moved to um, Washington, D.C. to to start working for Easter Seals uh, on K Street. And Jeffrey came along. And so we landed in Silver Spring and eventually went uh, ended up in Bethesda. Um, for high school and Bethesda is where many of the there's a lot of diverse populations that go there because of it's a it's a zip code that you kind of aspire to and many of the the governmental officials that are from different countries live there and so their ki- kids go to Whitman and it's a it's a they really appreciate diversity but it didn't stop with racial or ethnic diversity there, they also truly valued the students that had disabilities. And so because of that, Jeffrey was involved in um, the Best Buddies program at Whitman High School, which I believe really made such a difference in his identity and his confidence and his ability to make friends across uh, the spectrum of disability, not disability, didn't matter, he spent his four years there and uh, in high school and then when it came to you know the spring before senior i mean he's a senior uh, year four and i'm i'm looking at him and and i'm at that point a single mother carrying down a pretty big job on k street and my mother's starting to have some health issues back in chicago and i said well jeffrey what do you want to do i said do you want to go back to um, Whitman uh, next year. What did you say? What did you say to me when you, when I said that? Do you remember? I'm done. He said he's done. So he's 18. And there's more to it. But you said, I'm done. I'm graduating. That's that. I'm just like all my other friends. And I want to go to college. And that's that end of discussion. Is that what you said?
2: Yeah. That's what I said. Yeah.
3: So... Um, It was um, fast forward to like May, last day of school for seniors. They had people coming into the special education quadrant where the classroom was for people to say goodbye to Jeffrey and they had to move it into the outdoors because so many kids from all four grades were coming in and it literally turned into like a grease thing with Jeffrey on the picnic table giving a goodbye speech to literally hundreds of people that um, he had made friends with. And that, that marked for me, because I was there and I witnessed it, um, how incredible not only the importance of um, having children with all sorts of diversities in high school, any school, but also to to really nurture those. It's okay to be friends with people that might not look like you, or might not talk like you, or might not walk like you, or might not speak the same language. It's okay, you know. And Whitman High School was just a great experience. Fast forward to college, Harper Community College. Really, was it in Palatine, Harper Community College? Is that we went to school.
2: Uh, Chicago.
3: In Chicago, it was close to Chicago, but it's one of the um, think college.net um, campuses. And um, I show up for his graduation, this two years you know, two- year program for him, and then the, the uh, dean of the college comes in and starts talking about the student who's really changed the entire campus. and I'm just sitting there. I'm like a mom. And he tells a story about the student that was always there early and that he had is, his um, work study experience there that he worked for the post office on campus and that um, he was trained to do the things he did. And then um, for whatever reason, he started coming in early. And then by the end of his time in that work experience, by the time the people got into work in the morning, the mail had already been delivered. And then he says, I'd like to recognize Jeffrey Michael for being that student. You've changed the entire campus which is an extraordinary story because I had no idea why he was pushing me to get him there early. And I would just, you know, I lived like two minutes away. I'm like, yep, yeah, you know, there's your classroom. You could go, that's fine. And he was going. Now add to that, that reading is not one of, one of the uh, things that his teachers were able to teach him how to do in his primary education. Then the story becomes even more amazing, so. Um, I definitely encourage people to get into one of those think college programs across the country because it's made all the difference in who I believe he sees himself as. Are you a college
2: graduate? Uh, yes, I am. Yeah.
0: Congratulations. That's pretty nice. Yeah, those are a, a really amazing stories, too. Um, can you say maybe um, either of you just a little bit more about what Think College is for audience members who might not be aware of what it was.
3: Do you mind if I do this? Can I take this one? So thinkcollege.net is, at least at the time, and I'm hoping it's still running, but it's, it was a, a program that was run by another university center on excellence and developmental disabilities, At the time that we were really looking into it, it was at UMass Boston. This is a database for parents and families and individuals with lived experience of disabilities to check out the growing number of uh, post-secondary technical schools, colleges, universities, community colleges or typical colleges where people stay on campus that have programs that are specifically geared to people that have intellectual and developmental disabilities. Some of them are geared towards people with autism. Some of them are geared to people with learning disabilities. But this was something that I I absolutely utilized. It was just by sheer luck that Harper Community College was one of these programs that was literally two minutes from our driveway when we moved back from Washington to Palatine. Um, Illinois. So it's just something that parents should absolutely, your kids can do it, your kids can do it, your kids can do it. So um, that's, the think college, I really uh, appreciate um, the continued funding for that program because it has made a world of difference in who Jeffrey identifies as, his internal strength, and what he continues to do um, as a person and also as a business owner.
1: Jeffrey, so you got you went through high school, you got out of college. What got you interested in in photography? How did you get started?
2: Story, uh high school.
1: Was it like a class that you took in high school that got you, you started?
2: Yes. Do you want me to tell a
3: story? Okay. So, freshman year back in the day, you know, he getting an iPhone was still kind of a really cool and new thing. So I'm thinking I got to a full-time job. He's, he needs a way to communicate with me. So I bought him an iPhone and then evidently one of the electives he had was to, to choose and he chose a photography class and the teacher, uh, first day of class said, um, everybody, I want you to take out your phones and I want you to show me what kind of pictures you have taken. It might've been a week into it. So it might've been an assignment. I don't know, I don't really know going back that far. So Jeffrey showed him the pictures that were on his iPhone. I didn't even know, I doubt if I even knew there was a camera on an iPhone at that point. No idea that he knew how to work a camera. Um, and then I get the call from the teacher and I'm like, what did he do? <laughs> he says, do you have any idea? what he has done. And I'm like, no. And I'm thinking, I don't know, because he's creative like his mama. And he said, I'm looking at Jeffrey's pictures and you need to know that he has this extraordinary talent that you cannot teach, but he has a way of capturing light that is um, absolutely amazing. And so that teacher mentored him for four years of high school and helped Jeffrey do everything. I'm not a photographer, though. I don't know anything. I know how to plug in a phone if it needs batteries. That's it. But um, knowing that he had this affinity, this interest, um, bottom his first camera, it was a Nikon, bottom a second camera with a little nicer lens, bottom a third camera, and he started taking these pictures. And then, um, to the point that after he graduated and we came back to the Chicagoland area, it was, it was something that was, we just talked about it as a family and his dad and his stepmom uh, started having weekend shows, Evanston, Northbrook, the suburbs, downtown Chicago. And then they started to be peer juried art shows. And then Jeffrey started winning awards um, on their own merit, they did not know who the artist was. And so that's how the business began as a weekend something. Um, and once we realized that more than family and friends were buying his artwork, then that's how it developed into a full-fledged business. He's on his fourth, um, location on main street in Galena. Now, um, the first one they blew out of in about a year, it was too small. Second one was great, COVID came, they closed it. And then they picked up another one for this past season until the building was, well, the building was sold, like right after they signed the lease on it. And um, so now they're just opened uh, full-time, their last one, the fourth one on Main Street. So that's the story of how this business got started. Did I forget anything? yeah okay
0: that is a an amazing story you know and it's jeffrey i mean that says so much about you and your talent i mean it's it's really it's really cool and we'll put a link by the way to your gallery in the um like the notes for this for this podcast episode um and it's really cool a cool story too about how important and um impactful teachers can be you know and in the lives of their students.
1: Certainly, um, it's really, really cool. Well, and to coattail on that, it's also really a strong story about the importance of family and um, the creativity and partnerships of helping you be who you are, Jeffrey. Do you have a favorite photo that you've taken?
2: Uh, yes, I do. Right here.
1: Oh, wow. It is a black and white photo of some large rocks in a lake. And it's beautiful. It looks like it's maybe on one of the Great Lakes. Am I? Where's it at, Jeffrey?
2: Uh, Chicago. Great Michigan, Chicago.
1: They're in Chicago. Oh, It's great. I love it. So you want to show them why this is your favorite picture? Why is
3: it your favorite picture? No, not me because there's a heart in the middle of the rock oh
0: yeah and i found it on your website so we'll also link to it so that our um audience can can see it
3: so that's one of them he's just got two more here to show you you ready for this one
2: my favorite
3: this is also his favorite oh wow
0: is that uh deer a A stag oh
3: no i don't know about animals nice job judy that's an elk, and we were in Aspen, Colorado, for that. And uh, why do you like that one, Jeffrey? What do you call this one?
2: I uh, call it Kiss My Ash.
1: <laughs> yes, because it is a picture of that elk with its white rear end facing us, and it's beautifully contrasted with the, the aspen trees. Um, the lines and the colors on that, Jeffrey, are remarkable. Yeah.
0: Totally beautiful. And I love birch trees. So I and love
1: I that. love the name of it too. Those are aspens, Caitlin. He's an oh. aspens. Okay. They look like birch, kind of, but not. And where is that one, Jeffrey?
2: My dad's house. I lived in it.
1: Yeah. It is a beautiful um, sunset with kind of a dark cloudage. And you can see the, the silhouette of the trees um, with just the 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 sun the setting sun and it's orange and red coloration coming through there and again another one that's that is a really relaxing picture just to even look at yeah and I would say that's true of most of your artwork when I look at it it makes me kind of go oh and makes me go it makes me go to my happy spot because I love the outdoors too do you love the outdoors are all of your pictures of the outdoors or do you do other things too (laughs) Yeah. What other things do you take photos of?
2: Walks and elk. Don't and look. elk. Uh,
3: trees, flowers, fields, sky. So, for can I tell him what you use your camera for? Your your big camera for? So, he uses his big camera to take landscape um art. So he's a landscape photographer. He doesn't take pictures of people. Every now and then he'll take pictures of buildings. But he reserves his uh iPhone, which he still he has an iPhone. And what do you take pictures of that? What do you take with that camera? What pictures do you take with that camera? Well
2: my family I kid bogged
3: so he's very, he, you will not take um, a landscape picture with his iPhone. He just won't. It's only, he's like, mom, because, you know, half the time we're in the car and I'll be like, look at that sunset. Look at that sunset. That's awesome. Why don't you take a picture of like, Mom, you know, I can see you mocking me.
2: <laughs>
3: My camera's only for family and friends. So he's, he's definitely got that, but his, um, in terms of like a, um, an impact here in Galena. So Galena is a town of about maybe thirty-two hundred people. We've lost a lot of people to COVID out here. Uh, but he's he's definitely a regional um, a, a regional draw. Uh, he's often on a television interview. He's on the cable Hallmark Channel in terms of you know having commercials. He's in the paper. They they do. They're very kind to cover his story a couple times a year in the different local papers. And so we get more of our share of families that are coming in with youngsters with different disabilities. And as a parent myself, I have uh, lived the experience of being a mom, being a mom of a kid with Down syndrome in a world that um, is not all about Down syndrome and uh, negotiating the every day and trying to get through every day just as a mom Um, and then you throw disability issues into that and and the social lack of awareness and lack of opportunities lack of resources on top of that it's really hard to get a youngster parent um, to focus down the road like what's going to happen at 18 what's going to happen at 22 and most people don't think about what that, when their little one is just a little bit, you know, they don't think about it. But when they bring their family in and you've got a child, young child or a teenager with disabilities and you watch them in the gallery and they, they look at the art and they look at this gleaming jewel of a store, which wherever they've been, it's always been beautiful. They've, Paul and Deb have done a great job with making that store look fabulous. And then they look at jeffrey and they'll watch there's a moving video montage of jeffrey that was filmed a couple years ago and they look back at the art and they look at their child and you can just see you can see the wheels turning and it's a drop in the ocean in terms of helping families see a different path see a path first of all but see a different path and to start rethinking um, the decision for this family to come to Galena was a tribal decision. Jeffrey and I and our my mother came here and we camped in 2015, and we came to Galena on that Saturday. And Jeffrey took a look at the at the streets, at the buildings, at the people, and he said, "This is where I want my art gallery to be." First time he's ever said that. Now this is a couple years after summer events and summer art shows and things like that. And uh, I called a family meeting when we got home. And Paul and Deb made a decision to step down from really big positions that they had. I was working for myself at that point, so I was a little more mobile, but I still had a house in in Palatine. And uh, they decided to give it a chance. They decided to throw caution to the wind and have a business plan with a product and a story that they thought was compelling enough to run a business and so that business right now supports a a, a beautiful home for jeffrey and cars to get about and uh, you know the, where then that's all that's all deb and paul they all do that business but parents own this parents must see a different path and to have the courage, I believe, to do something about that opportunity is, is up to them. And I'm not sh- quite sure that parents are often, I don't know if they're often aware and of their place in the future. Um, and I don't know that the, the systems surrounding them are necessarily helping them to see a different, than let's go to high school until you're 22 and then drop into the systems of supports. We said no to that. Jeffrey said no to that.
1: Well, you know, one of the things that I think is important to hear here in this arena is most of my work comes in the world of employment. And Jeffrey, um, it sounds like your work is predominantly you take the pictures, you make the magic, and then you've got other people who run the store, who do the book work, who, um, you know, Take care of cleaning the floors and such. Am I correct about that, or are there things you other things besides take pictures that you do at your store, other than sell and be a persona? Are there other things
2: you do at your store? Uh, baby, my dad. Uh, services. Debbie, home of cooks for us, and mom is work. Place Kabuk, I am B Music from CD. Okay,
3: so, but I will add that you are part of the production crew, right? Don't you don't you help peel off some papers to make some things, and don't you help with packing things in boxes? And um, I think you manage making sure that people get their names in the bowl for the the uh, email address lists, and he is he does do all the interviews as well. I mean, that's obviously he's the uh, sort of the the focal team. Um, so Paul and Deb find. Ways to engage him in the operations of the business in ways that that work for him and that he can be successful, but he's part of that. I know he's part of the production team because uh, there's there's things like these little coasters that are beautiful and but in order to to process them and they they actually they do the production of those here. And so Jeffrey's part of that. But things have to be taken off. glued hat, Glue has to be put on. So I don't know what they do, but I know he's part of that production team as well for a little bit, you know, a little bit.
1: And that is the magic, Jeffrey, that has made you successful in. And- help them to be successful is that people have identified what you're good at and they have you do lots of that. And then people come around and help. And, you know, Caitlin is kind of my boss and that's what she does with me too. She knows what I'm good at and she knows where I need help. When I need help, she's there to help me or send somebody else to help me. And that's just healthy, healthy work. But I feel like sometimes, with when individual experiences a disability, sometimes we don't, we're like, well, they got to do it all. And none of the rest of us do it all. So, kudos to you and to your family. Jeffrey, what's your favorite part of your new store?
2: Uh, my new store uh, is big and huge. So awesome.
1: I'll come see it this summer.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I've always, you know, I've never been to Galena, but everybody who who talks about it just talks about it in similar ways that that you both have just about what a wonderful place it is.
3: So. Make your reservations now. I've heard, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's with COVID going downhill. There's that that it's uh they they had a, a record breaking year last season, and we're just coming into season now, so march april i mean certainly by may we start getting into high season and in the in the in the in galena Uh, wait and
1: we know people in Galena.
3: (laughs)
0: and we have a i know where my first stop on main street will be
1: (laughs) and we know where our breakfast is coming jeffrey that's true
0: well i just wanted to ask if you know ann or jeffrey if there's anything we haven't asked you about that you wanted to talk about today
3: May I say something, Jeffrey? Okay. So one of the things that Jeffrey does is um, because we did grow up, he did grow up until um, seventh, eighth grade in in the suburbs, but he connected with a group out there that is a a young adult social group and um, they meet, are we meeting Friday? Is it on this Friday? Uh, We have to check, but it's a zoom call. And there's about 15, 20 young adults. Um, These adults happen to have all they all happen to have Down syndrome because this is a Down syndrome support group um, that put this together. Um, But they get together almost every Friday, unless the facilitator is a college student, he's on vacation or break or something like that. But it's a facilitated structured group and they have games that they what is your favorite game that you play on your Zoom call?
2: Uh, trivia.
3: Trivia. And they know what the trivia is going to be for the next week. So just like you were so kind to prepare your um, advance notification for Jeffrey. so he And he listened to that at least three times that I knew about it. Um, but I don't know how many more times you listened to that video with Judy on it. Was it a lot? Did you listen to it a couple times?
2: Yeah, I do.
3: Was it helpful?
2: I like Karen, it's the best, it's awesome. Cool.
3: So, um, but t- finding ways to to foster those real relationships, um, I think is really, really important. When you get into rural America, it becomes even more difficult. But I'm using that model, uh, and as Jeffrey said, I do work in Dubuque um, in the disability field, and I, I have the ability and the, the privilege to be able to provide some of those opportunities for people in our county. Um, we're gonna be starting up a similar group, civic-minded, so that young adults with disabilities, um, specifically those with intellectual and developmental disabilities, can participate and and prepare themselves with relationships and things like, you know, We COVID has just been devastating um, on so many fronts, but particularly for people with developmental disabilities, so. We've had a blessed life, and uh, I know I am so fortunate to be Jeffrey's mom. I'm fortunate that, that he's got um, his dad and his stepmom that are um, are good partners in the stewardship of Jeffrey's holistic health in, in the community, and that we're all part of it, which is seamless, you know, it's just... It's not real. It's structured for what works for him, but you're right, Judy, with with the family is so key um, to, to making things work and to seeing what could be um, beyond what is today or what was was yesterday.
1: Well, Jeffrey, we we have a we have a last question that we ask everyone. Um, you know, when when people leave, they leave behind. What we call a legacy is what people remember most about you. Um, so, what do you what do you think people will remember most about Jeffrey Michael?
2: Well, we see my stepfather Steve and Matt, me, my family decide.
3: Oh, hold on. So his legacy, I think he's saying, is his family. So you go show them. See if I can do this without. Well, that's lovely.
0: Jeffrey and Anne are showing us a shelf. Are you showing us those pictures? Yep, a shelf behind where they were sitting on their couch with a bunch of framed photos of
3: Jeffrey's family. So is that your legacy, Jeffrey? Is that you're known by
2: your family? Uh, yeah, it's my family. I care about. My favorite, my conscience. Tiger dog, and my friends camp, and me can cook pasta and steppy and my dad hiding there. It's my grandma.
3: Where's
2: my Where's
3: me? Oh,
0: there's is, me. Is that you and your mom when you were a, a baby, Jeffrey?
3: That was his grandmother. Oh, okay, <laughs> just so you know. Sorry, I can't see it very well. <laughs> so, if maybe if if there's, I can just kind of add on to that question, Judy. Um, as his mom, what I'm hoping his legacy might be as that um, he is, he will be considered a great man, uh, uh, a pioneer in terms of helping others like him have that courage to, to follow their dream and to realize it and that it's also a a path that other families can follow uh, as a guide um, and sometimes a very dark world um, to to see that there's there's some alternatives out there and it it, it can happen with dedication and uh, you know sacrifice it's not always easy let me tell you closing that was about a year ago now they decided to close just close the gallery because of the risk and we didn't know how COVID was going to affect people with, uh, well, I guess it's been two years, is it two years? And for me, this his legacy is that he fills the corners of my heart um, beyond description. So uh, that's, I think that's gonna be your legacy with me is that, and I was, I was lucky enough to be his mom, so. Um, that
0: was just really nice nicely said. So, um, Anne and Jeffrey, you know, this was a really wonderful conversation. It was so nice to get to know the two of you. um, And I wish you both the very best. um, And thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it.
3: Thank you so much for
1: inviting us. What do you say? Thanks. All right, on behalf of all of us, thank you. Um, This is another episode of Disability Exchange. Um, Our appreciation goes out not only to Jeffrey and Anne, but to the folks at the University of Iowa Midwestern Public Health Training Center, as well as Iowa's University Center for Excellence in Developmental Disabilities, which is part of the Center for Disabilities and Development, and the University of Iowa Hospitals and Clinics. Until next time, keep on going.
0: Thank you for joining us today on Disability Exchange. Disability Exchange is produced by the University Center for Excellence in Developmental Disabilities, which is housed at the Center for Disabilities and Development at the University of Iowa. Special thanks to Kyle Delvaux for the music contribution.